Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. Happy 2023, everybody. We made yeah, it. no doubt. New year, more horror movies to go through. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 always, it's always an adventure, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. It's not always good, but it's at least an adventure. Um. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we're back. We got a new schedule of crazy, good, obscure horror movies. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be fun. I I do like our schedule for this year because there's a good variety of, like, some stuff from different decades and different subgenres, some stuff mm-hmm. that's maybe a little underrated. So it'll be fun. Can't wait. Um, but, yeah. Uh, we are starting the year off with clowns because what's scarier than clowns? Uh, there are probably <laughs> many things that are scarier than clowns, but at least clowns in these movies, very terrifying. Um, yeah, and the first movie is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, it, I don't know if it's a classic. I, I, I really teeter on whether I buy this as a classic or not, but it's, it's a movie, all right. They're actually it's... trying to... <laughs> It's got a lot of love, though. Even, like, last year, I think they did, as part of the horror, the Universal Horror Nights, I think that they even had, like, a haunted house of killer clowns from outer space and everything. So there is, like, there is a love for this and the Chiodo Brothers creations. And, I mean, if you look at the the year of this film, like, it's 88. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some really cool stuff that the Chiodo Brothers are doing in this movie with practical effects and everything. Cause it's, I mean, definitely a low budget film, but you can tell that they put everything into the, into these alien clowns that they're, they're, they're slightly disturbing looking for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was- I love my, one of my favorite parts of this movie too, is that they're, they're disturbing looking, but they still do like cutesy clown things. Like when yeah. he, when he whips out that, that bendy straw or that curly straw to drink the blood from the cotton candy cocoon i i laughed that was so good like i think last year they announced they're making a game based on this movie too which is yeah i heard that too yeah it's it's so wild like like decades like 35 years after it that they're going to play with the the ip again like okay sure why not yeah um, but what is Killer Clowns from Outer Space even about? Even though the title really tells you everything you need to know. Um, <laughs> yeah. When, when uh, teenagers Mike and Debbie see a comet crash outside their sleepy small town, they investigate and discover a pack of murderous aliens who look very much like circus clowns. They try to warn the authorities, but everyone assumes their story is a prank. Meanwhile, the clowns set up or set about harvesting as many people as they can. It's not until they kidnap Debbie and Mike 
or Debbie that Mike decides that it's up to him to stop the clown's bloody rampage. In a balloon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That would almost be kind of fun if you didn't know you yeah. were off to your death. Yeah, it's yeah. They, they originated Zorbing. <laughs> <laughs> the originated, original Zorb. Yeah, it was oh, made for the killer funny. clowns from outer space. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This movie is a wild ride. It's even <laughs> it's by true. like its standards of the eighties. It's it's pretty crazy. Like compared to like other horror movies from the time, and it's like somebody must have been doing a ton of cocaine when they made this movie because absolutely, it's insane. Absolutely, someone so... with a fear of clowns. Yeah. You would assume as much, or somebody who, at the very least, just hates clowns, like just yeah. yeah. them. Because also, I oh sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say the clowns in this definitely don't look very cutesy at all. They act no. cutesy, but they look like just like something that was like thrown in the garbage and found like a week <laughs> later or something. Yeah, like it was melted and warped and yeah, and, yeah, put through eighteen funhouse mirrors. Like it's yeah, they're 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 fucked up looking to say the least. Yeah. So um I also take issue with um the fact that these people are supposed to be teenagers. Like I know that's just a yeah. Hollywood thing, but like yeah. really, really. Yeah. Um I I almost feel like this movie was made as like the Chiotos kind of showing off what they can do. Mm-hmm. Um I can see that. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, like almost like a like a like a like a B roll of what they could do. And I mean they and they did get some cool stuff creating puppets outside of that like they did stuff for critters uh Ernest scared stupid which is a movie that is burned into my memory um they had a big part in that and they even uh, did a lot of work on team america world police and uh peewee's big adventure like the oh. large marge stuff which is when you look at killer clowns and then you look at that scene that large marge scene in uh, big adventure they line up so well yeah so yeah so uh i i mean it was a show-off for sure so, mm-hmm. uh unfortunately the only film that they ever really helmed themselves and created themselves but uh yeah these are these are four dudes that just uh sorry sorry three dudes that just uh wanted to kind of show off what they could do yeah um, when was the part, the first time we all uh, watched Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Uh, some point in the n- n- probably nineties, because I I knew about this film pretty quickly because of it just being on the shelf in VHS form at the mm-hmm. video store, and I just always kind of saw the cover, and so um, I think it was like a birthday party thing where we're like, oh, we'll just grab a bunch of weird, so weird movies. So like this was one of them, I think. Uh, Maybe Leprechaun was another one. So it'll probably be 94. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. I actually watched this a couple years ago. Um, I think I had seen just someone online raving about it. I've seen a lot of people rave about Killer Clowns, actually. Um, And so I watched it. I didn't remember a lot of it this time around when I rewatched it. Because I think the first time I watched it, I was really stoned. Um. And this time around, it was like, I remembered bits and pieces. But yeah, I think a couple years ago, and then again, just last week. Nice. I'm actually very similar. I watched this probably, like, I want to say five years ago, and I was very stoned. 
And um, <laughs> I remember a lot of it, to be honest. Like, pretty much the only thing I really remember was the biker dude getting, like, uppercut and his head removed. Like, that was the big thing that I remember from this movie. So when I was rewatching it, I was like, oh, yeah, that scene. But pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Most other things about this movie, like, I I kind of vaguely, I guess, remember the movie. It's not like it's an overly complicated film to remember, but, like, mm. yeah, I remember most of it. But, yeah, I think, like, you know, rewatching it for the podcast, I was not stoned, thank God, because <laughs> you, you don't need to be stoned to enjoy this movie. This movie is just wild in and of itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's an acid trip. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple emails. John says the theme song is by far the best thing about this movie. I mean, it is yeah, up I there agree, for sure. I agree with that. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. It's like it's it's something that is memorable about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, besides the inventiveness of the uh, of the aliens themselves, because I just the work, the special effects work is so much fun, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and. It's. I mean, I think the. I think the theme of this week is gimmick, um, mm. and uh, yeah, that's that's the gimmick for this film. I would also I... say the theme for these two movies is also movies that are very visually interesting with actors that are complete and utter trash. Just terrible. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. I also have to uh, um, point out that Christopher Titus, a stand-up comedian, Christopher Titus, is in this movie. This was kind of like his debut. Oh. Um, um, I forget what the character name is that he plays, but uh, um, Bob McReed, he's in this movie. Yeah, Christopher Titus in the mo- this movie, who I'm like a huge fan of because I loved his Fox uh, sitcom that he had for two two seasons. Want to say okay. two seasons? Yeah, in like the late '90s. So yeah, nice. good old Titus. Kevin says, my dad took me to the drive-in when I was six and we saw this movie. He, he fell asleep before the third feature and he slept while I watched this. It was very horrifying for a six-year-old and to this day, I'm still afraid of clowns. Oh. Wow. Yeah, that's a little... That's, that's a that, little tough. That's negligent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, very... Well, my kid watches this this horror movie. That's a that's a that's a very dad thing to do though. Fall asleep during while you're out watching a movie. Like yeah. I can't take my dad to watch movies because seventy five percent of the time he's asleep within the first twenty minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, let's do like this movie doesn't seem that scary. Like when I was watching, I'm like, there's nothing here like overly gory. Like there is some stuff, sure, but it's relatively tame compared to other stuff. Like especially compared to Terrifier. Um, yeah. yeah, no doubt. Like, I don't know, maybe it was because we were watching these two back-to-back, but I really felt like Killer Clowns was very tame compared to most other 80s horror movies. But I can see if you're six years old, that would still be pretty terrifying. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, yeah. But uh... Yeah, can you imagine if the third feature was Terrifier instead of Killer Clowns and his dad fell asleep? <laughs> Holy crap. He well, would that... still be in therapy. I would... I would think the dad would not even be asleep at that point. Like he would get woken up by the kids just screaming. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, 
best line I put they took your wife away in a balloon well you don't need the police pal you need a psychiatrist yeah I like that one a lot that's a great line yeah uh, I liked I really liked the farmer character in the beginning of this movie Jean was, Green yeah he was so jolly and he has some line when he comes upon the circus or something he goes well I'll be greased and fried and I was like I love you I know you're gonna die but I wish that you were in the whole movie <laughs> <laughs> and it's Royal Dano, too, who is, like, a classic actor. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I like... my, his is my favorite death. Yeah. Just, I... the, the, cocoon, the, the cocoon. Yeah. Laugh. yeah. Um, I also liked, I think this is when the, the, the clown is puppeting the police officer, and he goes, don't worry, Dave, all we want to do is kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, um, Curtis's line of "I made it through Korea. I can make it through this bullshit." <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of good lines in this one. Also, shout Nobody's out gonna to... put me in a blue again. <laughs> I wrote a few down. A, a character in a movie named Curtis. I was very pleased to see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt, eh? Yeah. Like yes, representation. Yeah. Or uh, there's also the Farmer Green line of, did you see that little old sky doggy zip down there, Pooh? <laughs> uh, what if this movie had been about him instead? Oh, it was right? so great. He was the main. Right. Oh, that would have been great. Just a standoff on the farm. Yeah. That's a better movie. Oh. Him and Pooh against the world. Yes. Oh, the go. best. The best horror duo. A man and his dog versus the killer clowns from outer space. I mean, definitely, like, a lot of people in this movie underestimate the, the clowns. They're like, oh, look at these things. And I'm like, right? if I saw something like that, I'm sorry, but I'm just, like, I'm just taking a bat and going at her. Like, I don't, I don't trust them. Mm-hmm. But everyone's like, oh, look at these clowns. And I'm like, that to me was, you know, spoiler, dumbest decision. Because nobody just sees one of those clowns and decides to clock them in the head. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I would see that, and I'd be like, mm, "Nah, we're I'm good. This is this is it. I I like literally this is Stephen King's it, and I'm getting out the fuck out of here." Well, there was like <laughs> like a few years back or whatever where like all those clowns were showing up, and everyone was like, mm. "What the hell was up with that?" And you know, people at the time they were like, well, "We're we're fucking just peacing, right? Staying around to see what these things are," and uh, you know. I feel like uh, people in this movie could have used a little bit more self-preservation. Because they were definitely just like, oh, this thing's fine. It's cute. It's funny. It's like, nope. Uh, best performance. I put John Vernon, who played uh, the sheriff. Because he was mm-hmm. just over the top. In like, yeah. the best way possible. And it's John Vernon. Yes. Who plays like, a lot of villains. So He really does. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I would yeah. agree with that. He wasn't yeah, me really too. The, the villain per se, but like he was, no. he he still kind of had a little bit of villain energy, even though he was more just kind of in the way of people. Typical drunk, angry cop. Yeah, exactly. L- literally drinking on the job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a different time, Taylor. Oh it was yes. A different time. Oh yes. Oh, I also want to give a shout out to. Whoever is on the set design that made those giant dinosaur or dragon set pieces that they walk yeah. through when they're in the circus. Yeah. Uh, those were really cool, actually. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. production design is 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 
there. It's all there because the Chiodos really put everything into it. And it, yeah. um, the things that they didn't put into it or didn't focus on are glaringly obviously. Uh, you know, like we were kind of picking those apart, but the parts where they excel, they really do excel. Like they, they, it really looks great. Yeah, it would it would have been a lot of fun to be a prop maker for this movie. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. Or just to be under their wing of, of, as they're creating stuff. That'd just be mm -hmm. super cool. I I threw a bit of a deep dive. I found out that John Vernon has a daughter named Nan Vernon who actually does music for the Marvel movies. Oh really? Ooh, cool. Oh, yeah. So there you go. Nepo babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's too. Is she did uh, music for Guardians of the Galaxy one and two, which arguably have some of the best music in the MCU. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, um, best kill. I mean, I did mention this before, but the uppercut is pretty epic. Just like clean punches the guy's head off you don't really get a good shot of the head it's a little obscured but still it's more the idea that he just punches a guy's head just straight off yeah <laughs> i think that's the most gore that's in this movie yeah, too I would say so. um which honestly i i know that they were pretty like on the lower budget end of things but it this movie could have benefited from a little bit more gore than was in it um mm -hmm. not like terrifier levels of gore but like <laughs> You know, get this. there were parts where I know that the clowns are like cocooning people and drinking their blood, but they still almost felt like they didn't have enough teeth. Almost, you know. Yeah. Um. They. They. That's, were... that's why the straws were there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're right. I can't say anything. Then. <laughs> that's why they don't. They don't have teeth. They can't chew their food. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean that head punch was so that so was done so that. Jason could run with it the next year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think, do also. Do you think that they were? Do you think that um um that uh, um Rob Hedden was looking at that and being like, hmm, maybe I could do that a little bit better, but in Manhattan. I mean, <laughs> would put it past him. He is a madman. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you like listen to that dude talk about Jason Takes Manhattan in interviews and stuff, he just sounds like somebody who was on coke at the time. Like, I'm sure he For doesn't sure. do coke now, but definitely when this, that movie was being made, he probably was on a ton of coke because he's just like, yeah, we were gonna do 90% of the movie in Manhattan, ah, and then they told us we had to do 70%, and then 50%, and then 30%, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, I, I feel like ended it back to Buchler. I feel like the only way anyone in the 80s got anything done was cocaine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Especially in horror. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I want to say, uh, in terms of best kill, for me, death by cotton candy is the way to go. Like, yeah. that, that sounds just all snug and warm and have a little snack right before you die. It sounds great. It's, exactly. That's why I love Gene Green. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> There's just so much great about uh, Farmer Gene Green. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I will give best kill to, to that that death as well. That is a good death. <laughs> they weren't messing around. Nope, not at all. Um, okay. Uh, decision. I still stand by everybody, just, anybody, just looking at those clowns and just being like, this is okay. I don't need to immediately yep. run the other way or like clock him in the head and run just it's fine 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, at one point, um, I was going to have Demo's decision as, if you're shooting the clowns and the bullets aren't working, stop using the bullets. But then he ends up actually shooting them in the head and then they explode. So I can't really have that as stuff. But yeah, yeah just, just getting anywhere near the clowns in general is like, just get the fuck out of there. This movie definitely did not have somebody like looking over script for any like kind of like logical things. So they're just like, ah, they shoot the the clowns that ha- nothing happens. They shoot the clowns again, they explode. Like, okay, sure. <laughs> um. Also, the this is not actually related to the movie, but there's like those scenes where they're at that burger joint or whatever. And the waiters have to wear those cone party hats. I think that's a pretty dumb decision. Don't put those on your uniform for your restaurant. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was a little bit too much. That's just humiliating at that point to be a server. <laughs> All right. Um, I think it's time to rate this movie. Killer clowns from outer space. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna roll with a six. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I, it's it's fun, but it's I feel like once you've seen it the first time, there's not really a reason to revisit it. Mm. Um, and the inventive the inventiveness of the production design and the special effects are really cool and definitely need to be seen, especially for the time that it was made. Um, I just don't think it has any substance beyond that, and it's kind of crazy. It's getting this slight resurgence. Um, and I'm curious to see what comes out of it. Like, I'm curious to see what this game is going to be about. Apparently, Sci-Fi bought the rights to it in 2018. Okay. So that's and Sci-Fi being owned by Comcast, NBC, and all that Universal and stuff. So that's kind of interesting. But I I do feel like it's other than that largely forgettable. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it's I think I think a six is okay. Yeah. Honestly, your six gives me the confidence to also give this a six because <laughs> that there just isn't enough plot for me to stay interested in this movie. Like I did enjoy seeing the crazy antics of the clowns as they run around and just kind of cause havoc. But yeah, that's kind of all that really happens in the movie. Like even when Debbie, I think is her name gets kidnapped in the, in the giant balloon, that's fun. But then like, I, I was also kind of like, meh, I don't really know if I care if she dies or not, to be honest. I don't, this movie could have ended with all the characters dying and I still would have been like, okay, all right. I, I had no investment in them as, as characters. Um, so yeah, I think I think I'm also gonna go with a six because I agree that this movie is not necessarily something I will reach for to rewatch automatically. Unless like if I just need something kind of fun to put on in the background, total like totally, this is a great oh, movie for, sure. for that. Yeah. Um, but to actually stay invested in it, meh, not not really. Uh, I'm going to go with a five. Like, uh, mm. it's it's mediocre. Like I think for me, like what was really disappointing was that like the kills weren't that great the effects were okay and i like i say okay and that like they're better than some but there's definitely some effects that i've seen that are in my opinion better than these ones Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. 
I can't really look at this and go, oh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is, like, the best for effects when I'm like, eh. In my opinion, like, something like Aliens is way better than this in a lot of regards. Like, not to say it's always a fair comparison, but, like, I don't know. I just felt like this movie just didn't quite really nail anything well enough for me to be, like, super entertained. Um, yeah. And the acting is just atrocious in this, like... Well, for sure. John Vernon was probably the best thing in it, but even he was probably, like, slumming it, so... Yeah. Well... You know what, Kurt? It's about to get a whole lot worse. <laughs> With the next movie. At least Terrifier has some good gore in it. That's Ugh. at least something going for it. This, but everything else is just fucking atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> well, Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me at the Steeple Dead on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm on a letterbox as well. Just uh, look up my name, Steve Stebbing. Um, I am on uh, The Shift with Shane Hewitt every Thursday at uh, 11 p.m. Pacific time. That's across Canada. My website is uh, stevestebbing.ca. And I'm going to be recording an episode of Perfect 10 this week with uh, Michael Cohen, who's on the Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Um, we just cover one movie, and the movie I picked to cover, which I think is perfect, is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. So keep an eye out for that. Nice. Cool. Well, Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? I am on Instagram and Twitch under the username Techronomicon. Uh, I upload movie scores from the uh, movies we cover on the podcast to my Letterboxd under the username Circeanic because Letterboxd won't let me just change my username to something else. Um, and then I have a blog where I, uh, if I do anything else interesting, I will post it usually there, um, circeanic.home.blog. Nice. Uh, I'm over at Twitter, Film Critic Kurt, where you'll see me ranting at Shudder, because <laughs> nobody works there anymore, so. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very obnoxious, because... I'm just going to go on a little bit of a rant because uh, I had an issue that I needed to submit a ticket for to Shutter, and I did. And uh, it's been a week now, and they haven't replied. So I know there's been a ton of layoffs there, and I'm like, did you lay off everybody? Like, does nobody answer tickets? So I don't know. I'm going to rant on Twitter mm -hmm, and it gets resolved. Mm -hmm. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I'm on Letterboxd. Fatal Koala. I, too, would love to change my name to Film Critic Kurt on Letterboxd, but alas, Letterboxd does not let you change your username, which is a real shame. I get that, it, you know, probably it's not the easiest thing in the world to put in the back end, but just give, give me one chance to change my username. That's all yeah. I need. It's just one. It, it's getting to the point where if I have, like, a day where I'm really, really bored, I honestly might just create a new account and then just transfer all of my scores <laughs> we'll see if i'm uh, bored enough one day yeah um but yeah uh you can find my reviews for such lackluster movies like a man named otto or a man called otto um i also finally watched encanto and i did not understand what the hype was all about with that one sorry i have an encanto rant i know this isn't the podcast but like 
Everyone that I talked to about Encanto, they always love that Bruno song. And Bruno gets so screwed over in this movie in terms of his storyline. Like, I know it's just a kid's movie, and so you don't really go that deep with it. But geez louise, he just gets tossed aside by his family, and then when he comes back, it's just all back to normal? That should not be how that works. That boy got abused and neglected. Anyways, that's my Encanto rant. <laughs> yeah. As somebody who's heard the song but did not watch the movie, I finally understood what the song was all about. And, yeah. Um, also, I did watch Glass Onion over the holidays, and that was just fantastic. Oh, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that movie. So. Cool. Uh, well, until next time where we talk Terrifier, bye for now.